episode number six of the Building a Better Body podcast. So how's everyone doing? Well, I hope I was going to say, mm, you know, there's nothing really new with me. Uh, I watched the Super Bowl, which was fun. Stayed up until the uh, halftime show. Uh, but then more exciting things happened. Yesterday, a valve exploded in our bathroom and flooded the entire upstairs and then leaked all the way through into the kitchen. So that was fun. And then I made a major boo-boo today. I thought, oh, do you know what? I'll just uh, hair dry the carpet a little bit to dry it out. And I put the hairdryer a little bit too close to the carpet and totally burned it. So nice one, Karen. Oh, well, stuff happens. Isn't it funny? You can actually choose how you deal with stuff like that. You could easily get super annoyed. And I was initially, but then, you know what? Everybody's okay. Nothing major's happened. We still have an actual roof over our heads. So you need to sort of put things into perspective sometimes. <laughs> so moving on, let's get stuck into today's episode. So first up, what is in the news? Uh, this article was in a couple of different places, actually. So you may have seen it uh, titled How a Year in Space Affected the Bacteria in Scott Kelly's Gut. Uh, Scott Kelly is an astronaut who spent a year in space and he has an identical twin brother who stayed on Earth. He didn't go up with him. Um, And researchers collected data on the health of the two of them. So they focused on the gut microbiome in particular. So all your good and bad stuff that's going on in your your belly um, that keeps you healthy or not, as the case may be. And they discovered an interesting difference in the bacteria between the two brothers. Uh, I quote... So based on stool samples from the twins, the Northwestern team found that there was a sustained shift in the balance between two major groups of bacteria. Now, bear with me if I can't pronounce this. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> so two, two, two different groups of bacteria, Firmicutes and Bacteroidetes. It's very difficult to pronounce these, um, but you can Google them when I put them in the show notes if you wish. <laughs> so in Scott's gut, while he was in space, these were the two groups that were changed the most. Um, meanwhile, his brother, Mark, only experienced minor fluctuations in the balance during the same time period. So once he returned to Earth, uh, Scott's bacteria balance actually went back to the way it was before the mission. As for the source of the imbalance, that's still an open question. Quote, we don't know what it is about the spaceflight environment that's driving the change. Martha Holtz-Vita... Nera, Vitatinera, I see all these names, uh, co-leader of the Gut Bacteria Study and Deputy Director of the Centre for Sleep and Circadian Biology at Northwestern, tells The Verge, we don't know if it's the diet, the radiation, the lack of sleep, we, we don't know what's driving the change. I would pretty much hazard a guess to say all of those aspects play a part in the diversity of the gut bacteria. So, so why is this study important and why did it stand out to me this week? It's not like the majority of us are going to be lucky enough to experience space uh, and need to worry about fluctuating gut bacteria because, bacteria because of it. Um, however, there are many aspects that can affect our own bacteria right here on Earth. And some of the suggested findings in, in this study has led me to want to talk about the topic of the week, probiotics. So perhaps it's just me being a bit of a health geek, but maybe you've noticed a major interest in gut bacteria recently. Not not even recently, it's 
over probably a year now there's been lots of chat about it uh, sometimes I think uh, everyone reads all of this but let's face it perhaps you just aren't interested um, and just tune out um, so this is about me making things interesting for you I hear super important health advice all the time and I feel really compelled to share it with people I actually feel like it's my duty I swear I do this podcast out of love I'm passionate about health and, and that's why I do it for free I want you, you all to hear it and perhaps implement changes in your life just for the better. Alrighty, back to the topic at hand. Uh, anyway, uh, so you you see a ton of you know probiotic drinks in the supermarket these days, but do they work? And do you know why you're actually taking them? <laughs> in, in an article published in PubMed Health, the lead statement exclaims, probiotic goods a waste of money for your healthy adults, research suggests. The Guardian reports, a new review of previously gathered data found no evidence that probiotics improved the balance of gut bacteria in healthy adults. Four of the trials found the probiotic had no different effect on the gut bacteria from, inactive, from the inactive placebo. Three of the trials reported some effect, but the overall quality of reporting for, for all trials was poor. So what, what immediately struck me was we don't know what they used as a probiotic. It even states, uh, and I quote, the seven trials were still highly variable in their methods and design, such as the type of probiotic given and how gut bacteria were assessed. Quote, given the limitations of these studies, that is not to say that all probiotics definitely have no effect. Further high quality research in their use is needed. Just sounds like a very sketchy study and I, I wouldn't take anything from it at all. But what I would like to talk about then off the back of that is reasons why the supermarket probiotics may not be all that great of a choice for you, even though they're so handy and I imagine people are taking them every morning for breakfast. Uh, I just wanna give you a little bit more information on them. One brand that I looked at contained glucose fructose syrup and sugar so per bottle you know the tiny little bottles that you get per bottle that was 9.2 grams of sugar which is just over two teaspoons in that teeny tiny drink so that that's basically you off to a sugar burning roller coaster first thing in the morning and that that's not great you may then get your crash later on so that's that's one element of you know something to watch out for if you're taking these and we don't even know if they reach the stomach um, because we don't know how long they've been on the shelf and, and whether they're intact before you even drink them either also they're, they're pretty heavily processed they contain skimmed milk powder which goes through an extreme heat treatment process and that sort of disrupts the formation of the milk proteins so again you don't really want to be ingesting something that's been messed with so much in my opinion uh, also i feel the companies are just kind of jumping on a bandwagon you know they're honing in on the fact that oh probiotics are the, the thing to have and advertising has gone crazy you know they just kind of want to make a quick buck when you can get actually simple unprocessed probiotics from other means in fact you can even make them yourself if you really want to so what we've got probiotics can come in other forms such as kefir, sauerkraut and kimchi. 
So kefir is like a fermented milk, which you can actually get in a couple of different health food stores now. Um, so it's got all of its bacteria intact. Then you've got kimchi, which um, is basically a whole mix of different vegetables and things. And, and it has its own strains of bacteria because of it. And then what I want to focus on today is sauerkraut because you can make it yourself or you can buy it pretty cheaply from health food stores and I love it and like to eat that one every now and again. So what's important here I want to talk about is the strains of bacteria and what scientific studies we have to show that they do reach the gut and what they do when they get there. So sauerkraut, uh, not only does it contain vitamins and minerals but also extremely beneficial strains of bacteria and here we go with pronunciation again can't even say pronunciation never mind the names of bacteria <laughs> um lactobacillus plantarum i think i did okay there um so sort of the, the aspect about this bacteria it survives in the stomach for a long time uh it's used in immunity and controlling inflammation in the gut maintains a good balance of bacteria in the gut and helps fortify the gut lining reducing permeability and I've got a couple of studies there that you can check out later on. It also contains lactobacillus brevis and that is shown to increase the levels of the brain growth hormone BDFN which stands for because I'm sure you've not heard this every day in your life uh, brain derived neurotropic factor and what that is is basically a protein which helps support the survival of existing neurons in your brain and it and encourages the growth of more neurons and synapses so basically all good brain health which is crazy thinking that's something you eat but on another note which i will discuss perhaps on another episode uh, there's a, a nerve called the vagus nerve that runs from your stomach right up into your brain so that's why there is lots of research now connecting the gut to the brain um, and there's a book which i'm going to mention very shortly in fact no i'll mention it now um brain maker the power of gut microbes to heal and protect your brain it's really worth having a look at that's where i've got my studies from my bacteria from uh, but he goes into more of the brain stuff uh Dr. Perlmutter, you call him. Very, very good stuff to read if you want to check that out. So uh, that sort of sums up sauerkraut and one of the one or two of the great things about it. But one aspect to keep in mind is not everyone's tolerant. If you have histamine problems or major gut bacteria overgrowth, you may experience more digestive upset. So you have to really listen to your body when you try these new uh, foods. So you could be exasperating the problem if you've got dysbiosis of the gut before you even try these foods uh, because they're fermented and they could give you histamine issues and things like that so just keep an eye on that um what we also need to remember is even if we take the best quality probiotics um if and they make it to the gut they need to thrive in there so if you have a poor inflammatory diet uh, and you just dump all that on top of your nice gut bacteria you're just going to kill them so you need to eat fermentable fibers and other forms of what's called prebiotics in order to maintain a healthy gut let those bacteria you know really thrive you know, foods such as onions and garlic asparagus green tip bananas things like that there 
And again, now be careful, obviously, if you've got IBS, some of those things may irritate you. So it's about healing your gut before you introduce all of these things. So there's kind of a, a stage of assess your health, uh, heal uh, and sort of re-inoculate and then keep those um, bacteria thriving after you've gone through the different stages. Um, so it's definitely a fine tuning experiment. And I don't think we need to be eating a ton of these foods. To, you know, it's not a mass a case of emptying out a whole jar of sauerkraut every day. I personally would use it as a bit of a condiment a couple of times a week. Um, sauerkraut adds a nice, excellent sort of uh, acidic bite to other foods. So, I, I, like, I may, I'm not eating it. I'm not torturing myself by eating it. I actually really enjoy it. And I would love you guys to try it too. So, if you are picking sauerkraut, make sure very 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 important that you get the raw kind which you will as i said generally see in health food stores um if you just get an ordinary supermarket brand it's going to be pasteurized and have no bacteria in it so you might as well not bother <laughs> so you got to have the nice raw live sort to keep yourself healthy um so yeah that is pretty much all i want to talk about today i'm keeping it light again so thank you very much for listening I hope you enjoyed it. Um, again, send listener questions if you like anything at all. I am happy to answer to Karen at goodcleanchow.com. Also wanted to mention, I do I do this podcast for free, obviously, but I don't really want to put advertisements in the middle of it. I think it interrupts the flow and it feels kind of pushy and I don't want to do that. But if you do want to support the show... I would be very, very grateful if you check out goodcleanchow.com forward slash support. And if you feel you can and you want to, you can give me a donation. So thank you very much. I would love that. And then one final thing. Um, please, please leave a review on iTunes if you like what you hear. And if you don't, sure, you can just uh, mosey on with your day. <laughs> but reviews are great, as I say, every time. They help me get noticed in the iTunes store. And the more people I can reach with all of my goodies, the better. So there we go. That is the end of episode number six of Building a Better Body podcast. I hope you guys have a, an amazing day and I'll see you next time. The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is in no way a substitute for medical advice. So please consult with your general practitioner before embarking on any new diet or exercise regime.